Hi, everybody. I'm Liv McCarty, the host of this podcast, Gossip to Gospel. I just want to thank you guys for coming back to tune in for another episode. I appreciate you guys, love you guys, and also appreciate any and all feedback. So thank you guys. And I just want to get right into it. This week's episode, I'm going to be sharing my testimony of finding Jesus. Okay, that was a little bit dramatic, but oh, I just, anyways, yes. So I will be sharing my testimony of finding Christ, and I talked a little bit about it last episode. Also, total side note right now, I did happen to actually move residence, and I am now in a small dry cabin with a space heater. So if you do happen to hear that space heater kick on, I apologize, but um, I did a little bit of testing before. It shouldn't be too loud. But anyways, yeah, so I talked a little bit about it last episode where I talked more about gossip and, and how it's it's seen as bad in the eyes of the Lord and how we need to stop doing it and kind of hold each other accountable and stuff like that. But I talked a little bit about how most people share their testimony right off the bat and kind of build that trust in relationship with their audience and stuff like that. But I really didn't feel called to do that. But this week, I've just had a stirring up in my heart. I had a... um. My church holds an annual power conference where prophets will come in from all over the world and they'll prophesy over people, they'll give you a word from the Lord, and they will just preach the most powerful messages. I mean, truly, they just get you fired up on the Holy Spirit. And so I just had a stirring up this weekend and a lot in my life will never be the same. A lot is changing. I'm just getting ready to serve the Lord, honestly. And so I just wanted to share my testimony since it's just being ever added to, honestly. Like, the Lord is just always working, so praise God. I just want to share it, but I will say that it's really not anything too exciting, but I don't want to also discredit any of it because this is this is God's will, this is God's plan, and so I will not, like, disobey him or dishonor him at all. Praise God for this, that I found was able to find his son and... Oh, just be set free. I've been saved. I've just been marked. And like I said, I'll never be the same. So I'll just kind of start, I guess, at the very beginning, but, or just like my background, like family upbringing and stuff like that. But I would just say I grew up in a um, divorced home. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was younger and neither of them knew Jesus. I've always been under the impression that um, my dad did not, was not religious did not have any of those beliefs um but we never really talked about it at all and every once in a while my mom my sister and I would go to like a Methodist church here and there but I never really got fired up or anything it never made me want to keep going back it never drew me in or anything and I'll just say like I was lost like I was just a lost soul and I had a lot of freedoms growing up which in the moment, I was so thankful for, but, um, yeah, I, I know my mom was just trying her best, and that's all that parents can do is just try their best, so I just, I love my mom and, and my dad, and I have no, I have nothing against them, but I had a lot of freedom, so as a, you know, young adult, or, like, not even as a child and preteen, teen, stuff like that, I just took advantage of those freedoms, and I kind of just ran wild for a little bit, and I was a lost soul. I mean, I was just, like, anything you could think of, negative, 
um, addiction, just like basically sins in general was basically the embodiment of what I was doing. So, and I never really, I never seeked any help or anything. I would just, I was just stuck in that mindset of like, oh, I can do this alone. Like, you know, Miss Independent over here. Like, I don't need anybody. But, um, in just the past, I don't know, just recently, you know, being saved, I am a baby Christian. I've only known Christ for, I don't know, six months or so, but that doesn't make it any less powerful at all. So I just, yeah, I basically was very lost and, you know, I traveled a lot right after high school. I just, I left home and I just started doing a lot of solo travel in Hawaii and Tennessee and Alaska, Vermont, all these just states in the U.S. I did solo traveling and I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about the world and other people and it almost made it, it made me more worldly. It just made me fall into different patterns and, and different behaviors and stuff. And I never had anyone to really hold me accountable because we were all in it together. And I never, I was so prideful and selfish. I never took accountability or responsibility for anything I did, to be honest. So yeah, that's basically the life I was living. And then, um, the past few months, not even the past few months, probably the past year, I I did a semester in college and I just felt so lost and lonely. And like, I had no purpose. I felt like, hey guys, sorry about that. I had a little bit of a moment there. I thought there was a moose on my porch. I just kept hearing a little like thud, but anyways, um, yeah, kind of what I was saying just about my testimony and stuff is, um, I was I was in college back home in New York and I felt so like even though I had friends and I was in groups and stuff like that like I wasn't physically alone but I felt so I've never felt more lonely and just like like I had no purpose I had no drive I felt like I was living such a monotonous like repetitive life I had no passion really I just felt lost and and hopeless and this was already kind of after I had been addicted to, well, I had been addicted to a lot of things. I mean, I used nicotine and weed and drinking all since probably the age of 13, to be so real with you guys. And I used it as like a crutch to, as a vice basically for everything. Like, I I mean, I would just always have some sort of substance. I would always have some sort of crutch that I would just use to like I guess quote-unquote escape things but and I had been doing all those since I was like 13 years old I never felt I I just lived in an area and was surrounded by people who all did that and it never felt wrong it never felt like I shouldn't be doing that or there's other options that was like the end-all be-all kind of so I never questioned it and I would just use and use and finally I got to a point where I was like okay I'm still so empty and I still have like no purpose here even with this stuff and so I just got to a breaking point where I was like I cannot keep doing this to myself and this was even before I found Christ I was like I have got to stop this stuff so I just like I tried quitting here and there on and off all these things mainly nicotine and weed I just like alcohol I didn't really like so much because of how it made like I could physically feel how it was hurting me I would just use it more to like open up and kind of socialize and stuff but weed and nicotine mainly, like, I was just so heavy on it, like, I would just use it by myself, like, all times of the day, wake up, 
think about it, go to bed, like, think about it, go to bed, stuff like that. So, yeah, I really just, like, leaned on that, and I just got to a point years, probably years and years down the line, more than five, six, seven years, like, after traveling and, and just in school feeling still so lonely more than ever, I was like, I have got to stop this, like, I can't do it anymore, and I just tried quitting on and off and stuff like that, and, um, I knew that I was, like, seeking to be part of a a whole, like, I knew I wanted to be part of a group that, like, was meaningful and, like, literally, like, healed my soul, if that makes sense, like, I just didn't know if it was going to be church or a sport or just some sort of group, but I would just seek after, like, a group of like-minded people that were, would raise you up and that were positive and stuff like that, so... Whenever I moved back up to Alaska the second time, and I was just by myself, I I drove up by myself, I, I just basically started a whole new life up here, um, I just knew I was like, I, I lived next to a church, like, not next to, but I guess up the road from a church, I would pass it every day and stuff, and I was like, one of these days, I need to just walk in there and just, you know, give everything, and just, I just need to walk in there and just plant myself in there, but I never ended up going to that location, just it just never happened, and I just kept doing worldly things, and I just kept working, and I still felt just such a negative, dark energy around me, and finally, actually, a little bit of my testimony is kind of funny, because it does involve my boyfriend, praise God, but I work at a coffee hut, like I said in my last episode, I'm a barista, and there's these coffee huts where you just drive through, basically, and get your coffee through a window, and there was this regular, and I was like, oh, he's kind of cute or whatever, and nobody even, none of my friends, nobody went to church, no one knew Jesus around me, none of my family did, so I was just like, all right, I'm gonna send it, and I'm just gonna have to do this alone, and, but anyways, so this guy that would come in the coffee hut, he was, he was shy, he like wouldn't really say that many words, but I was like, okay, first of all, he's cute, second of all, he seems very like, what's the word, not proper, but he's got, he had really good manners, very sweet, just very, like, I don't know, wholesome, honorable, stuff like that, I could just tell that he treated people very well, and was kind-hearted, and generous, and one day, and I'm not even really bold like this, but one day, something in me, and I know now, praise God, what it was, but something in me was like, okay, write your phone number on the sleeve that you put on his coffee cup and just give it to him. So I I did it and I didn't even tell him. I was so nervous. I didn't even like, I wasn't like, oh, hey, I wrote my number. I just gave it to him and I was like, oh, I hope he sees it. And a few days go by and I was like, and he usually came in like every day, every other day, a few days go by. He didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't like text me or anything. I was like, oh, shoot. Well, that stinks. And then through the actual, like, God willing, literally, I pull up to a stop, or like a, yeah, stop sign, and I look into the car in front of me, the the mirror in the car in front of me at the stop sign, and it's him, and this is like four days later, and it's him, and I'm like, okay, first of all, like, I really hope he does not think I'm like following him, like, how, what are the odds, you know, um, and then I was on my way to go fill up my, my tires with air, the one that I went to, actually was broken. It wouldn't let me put air in my tire. So I was like, okay, I got to go to the next gas station. And so I drive over there, yada, yada. Him and I had just parted, like drove different ways. We parted different ways and went different directions. And then I pull into the next gas station 
I park, I'm trying to figure out my tires. All of a sudden, the truck pulls up right next to me and I'm like, it's him again. Praise God. So I was just like, all right, bold. Like, I'm just going to be bold. And like I said, this is not really how I operate normally. But I was just like, all right, something's telling me to do it. So I walked up to him, knocked on the window. I was like, hey, like, I know you come into the coffee shop and, you know, I, I put my number on your on the sleeve of your coffee. I don't know if you saw. And he was like, oh, I totally didn't even see. But anyways, this is even a testimony about our relationship, which I love, by the way, but it is a testimony to finding Christ. So basically how this happened is we started texting each other. He was like, do you believe what Jesus did and died on the cross for our sins? And at that time, I was like, I was like, I want to believe in something I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I basically was like, it's a long story. And I was like, I believe like I do believe that. I just didn't have a strong relationship in Christ, you know, stuff like that. Didn't grow up around it. It was just very foreign to me, so I was nervous. Um, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I believe. I'm a believer. And so we went out on a date. We just started talking. We just got to know each other. And then I think our second or third time hanging out, he just texted me and was like, do you want to come to church? I think it was like a Wednesday night in October, like right before Halloween time. And he was like, do you want to come to church with me? And I was like, basically peeing my pants but I said yes I closed up the coffee shop that night and went to church which is literally right like two minutes up the road from where I work so it worked out great but I just pulled up and walked in with him and <laughs> the rest like <laughs> literally the rest is history I'm a whole I'm a whole nother person all I can te- like attest to is like I will literally never be that girl again she died she's gone she's gone in the name of Jesus and <laughs> well, that's just like the testimony to finding Christ, just falling in love with, well, first it was the church. It was first like, wow, this is like, this is what I needed, you know, and almost it was in a selfish way. I was like, this is what I needed is to have these good people around me and, you know, it'll this, this, and this for myself, yada, yada. And then I just started building a relationship with these people and I started actually seeking God. I started going up to the altar. I started getting healed. I started repenting. I started doing all these things to just live a holy life. And I was like, this, this is it. Like, this was literally how I was made. Like God created me to live this way. And I can just feel it in my heart and my chest, just a release. Like, it's just so freeing. And I truly was saved and I'll just never be the same. And then to add on to that testimony, like I mentioned, my church has an annual power conference and I, you know, they advertised it for for weeks before so that everybody could register, you know, get their prophetic word and go to um all the the sermons and stuff like that. And I know now the enemy in me was like telling me like the enemy not in me, but the enemy was like don't register like whatever, you know, they're just trying to sell your whatever. So I was like I didn't register and also I I work on weekends, so I was like whatever, I just chalked it up to work. But then I went on the first night, I think Friday or Saturday night, I went to one of the services that was open to the public and I was like, holy smokes, I was stirred up, I was fired up and that was just like the first or second night and I was like, I have to, like, I just started seeking, I was like, I have to make myself available, like, Lord, I am here, I'm available, like, do your work in me, stir me up, like, all this stuff and I just started going to all the services, um, I got off one of the mornings so I could go to one of the morning services and I didn't even register and I didn't even get a prophetic word, but I was touched by the Holy Spirit. I was like baptized, delivered, just, ooh, hallelujah. So 
basically just had a lot of convicting, a lot of things I knew in myself needed to change and are changing, have changed, will literally never be the same. And, you know, like I said, there's some crazy testimonies out there. People just like, I don't even know, just, you know, demon possessed people being delivered and just finding Jesus all in the same day. And there's, there's everybody's testimony is different. And that's, what's so beautiful that God created all of us and had all of our testimonies to be different because we are different people. Like he doesn't treat his children the same. Like parents don't treat their, you know, that parents don't treat their kids all the same. They all have different personalities. They have different needs, different desires and stuff like that. So just the fact that we all find God when we need to in our own way so that it sticks is just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And, you know, I just want to share this word, these few verses with you, because even just reading through it a few minutes ago before this, just reading through it again, I was like, this just fires me up. Like, the Holy Spirit just really just wants to guide, like, he just wants to guide you through life. Just let him, like, just, it's just such a release. Like, just give it to him and accept the peace and joy that is, that was granted to you. Jesus Christ died and gifted us with the Holy Spirit and its gifts. Like, hallelujah. I just feel so, I just feel so blessed. And truly, there's no really words to, there's no words for it. I'm just, I'm so stoked on just leveling up with my relationship with the Lord and just really getting to know him so personally, like just, yeah, just hearing his voice, seeking his face. It's just so beautiful. And there's no other way to live life. Honestly, like I said, I'll never be the same. I'll never go back to how I was before, even if I wanted to. And I don't, there's nothing about me in the very beginning of my walk. You know, I had my doubts and I was still persevering I was still you know casting out this repenting about that in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and that's what you got to do to start but now I just look back at all these things that I used to repent about or sins that I used to do and I'm like that's icky I have not a single ounce of desire to do that in my life anymore praise God so just leveling up in the kingdom is just beautiful it's just beautiful so I'm just going to share this word with you guys that you know kind of fired me up a little bit more um, it's going to be in the new international version is what I read out of. Um, I don't think the NLT one is all that different. There's a few words kind of switched around, but anyways, this is second Timothy one and it's going to be verse, verse six. And I'll just read until I feel called to stop. But so second Timothy one verse six. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done. (laughs) Lord knows we do not deserve that. Okay, that's not part of the verse. I'll keep going. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. This is why I am suffering as I am, yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. 
Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes the Holy Spirit is just so, like, so powerful and yet delicate at the same time. Like, I'm fired up right now, but I've never been more still and calm and peaceful. Like, the peace that the Holy Spirit gives you through Christ Jesus who died on the cross is the ultimate gift. I truly, like, you know, okay, this is, this just popped in my head and it's totally kind of a random tangent, but you know when someone, like, you know, gives you an unexpected, like, random gift or maybe, like, a card that is just not expected, it's really no, like, occasion or birthday or anything, but they'll just, they maybe feel inclined to get you something or they saw something that reminds you, that reminds them of you at the store or something, and then, so they give it to you and then you're just, like, caught off guard and you're, like, uh, okay, so now I feel like I need to give you something. But anyways, I was just thinking, like, you can literally, like, (laughs) I feel like I just want to, my gift back, and this is just so minuscule compared to the gift of, like, the Holy Spirit and what Jesus has done for us, but just literally surrender everything. Just surrender your life to God and just, just seek Him and follow Him and live a holy life, and that's, that's the only thing that He asks of us to do, to repay Him. It's the only thing for all the gifts, all the gifts, all the blessings, all the the guidance, the protection, joy, peace, all of these things that God has gifted us with. And what does he ask of us? To seek him and live a holy life. Hallelujah. If that's like, oh, I just, yeah. So I just basically want to give you guys, I'm going to wrap up this thing because like I said, you know, just because my testimony isn't anything crazy, it's not, you know, a story of great deliverance, you know, it's not, but that doesn't make it any less in the eyes of, of the Lord, so I wanted to share this with you guys, and just maybe hope that, that one person that needed to hear this, that might be, you know, if you're battling with addiction, if you're battling with addiction, and say you've been battling it with it for almost a decade, maybe longer, I just want you to know, find a church, find a church, let someone, just please, I just, please ask of you, let someone lay their hands on you and heal you. Jesus can heal, like, just, what you have to do is surrender, though. You have to be in a a heart posture to go there and surrender. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be willing to do it, and just give it to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord. He wants to take it from you, and it's so freeing, and you will never be the same, and you will never regret it, so I just want to, wanted to share this testimony with you guys, and I just thank, you know, each and every one of you who's listening. This is really vulnerable as well. So, yeah, I just I just want to give you guys love and appreciation that you're listening. And hopefully this stirred somebody up and maybe softened their hearts to find Christ. Because let me tell you, once you do, you ain't never going to be the same in the best way. So I also just want to give you guys the opportunity to to get right with the Lord as well. It's something that, you know, my pastor and everybody at church always does. And I always was like, it felt repetitive to me, but this was before I actually was saved. And now I'm just like, yeah, we better be given opportunities because that's what it's about. I mean, people go on the streets, they evangelize, they, we, we are called by the Lord to, to preach his word and to save souls and to just bring his sons and daughters back. And I've just been praying over the the harvest and the lost souls that they come back to to their father and so I just want to give anybody who's listening right now the opportunity to to get right with the Lord if 
if you know if you know Jesus, you have a relationship with Jesus and you just feel like you just feel like maybe you're not taking him seriously. Maybe you're you're thinking it's wishy-washy. I mean, there's something that I'm just keeping the fire lit about is like I will not be a lukewarm Christian. I just won't do it anymore. And so if maybe you're you've fallen off, you've backslid, even if it was a, a minor backslid, you just you, you're not as fired up. You're not as fired up as you used to be and you want that fire back and you don't want to backslide and you just want to just you just want to ascend in your your faith or whatever it may be or you don't know Jesus at all and whatever I just said you heard and your ears perked up and you said this is actually exactly what I've been needing for years now or just any situation whatever situation you may be in I'm just going to give you guys an opportunity to to get right with the Lord um just repent for for anything that you may have done in the past but you will not be the same after accepting Jesus in your heart so I just want you guys to listen repeat after me if you want to put your hand on your heart or honestly even in your head sometimes I put my hand on my brain because that is sometimes where the problems lie but um so yeah just put your hand wherever put your hand up to the Lord and just repeat after me and just say I know that Jesus died on the cross for me Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you for, for dying for my sins, Lord. Thank you for, for accepting my, thank you for giving me forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that is new every morning, Lord. Thank you for your son and your one and only son. Thank you for the sacrifice that you've given us for eternal life. Thank you that you've taken me out of the darkness and into the light. And thank you that you're hearing my prayer right now. Thank you for loving me, Lord. Thank you for giving me the peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And thank you for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen.